I say, Jeeves, let's disabuse ourselves of the notion that our lives are meaningful. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brubman. Dave, how the heck are you? I'm good. Good. I've made two important discoveries. What is the first? Discovery the first. Bing! I've discovered a 24-hour ice cream shop in New York. That sounds wonderful. Is it good ice cream? Yeah, it's uh, actually it's actually perfectly decent ice cream. You know, if I'm looking for ice cream at like 4 a.m., it's a pretty low bar of quality that I will accept to right. be very happy on a hot evening. Right. It's it's the similar it's the similar bar to the one that you have for like the late night pizza joint or like the sure. dollar slice, you know. So that's discovery number so one. Discovery number one: 24 hour ice cream. Cool. You can get free sprinkles. Jenny and I just met up really late. Uh, and we were like, you know what would be good right now? Ice cream. So you're over your, you've forgiven her for her pasta salad treachery. I have forgiven her the pasta salad treachery. We have moved on and, uh, and repaired that rift. Thank heaven. Yes. It was, let me tell you, things were tough there. No, they weren't. This is a lie. So, discovery number two. Number two. This one belongs to Jenny entirely. And I was only tangentially involved at the very end. I made up with Jenny on Sunday, like late afternoon, early evening. She texts me as I'm on my way over and says, David, I found a bear. (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, what? Do you mean like one of those bear dogs? Because we'd been hanging out earlier and we'd seen like, you know, there's dogs that are also bears. Sure. Like, it looks like, like it's a dog, but it looks like a bear. Uh, a chow. There's there's a couple of different kinds, I think. Okay. I don't know anything about dog species. I think we may have established this on an earlier episode. Dog breeds, David. Yeah, see, I don't even know that they're called breeds and not species. Pretty sure they're all uh, Canis familiaris. Yeah, actually, I did know that. Um, I think they're technically the same species as wolves. Like literal, actual, scientific definition of species. Uh, yes. Yeah, see? I know some things about dogs that I didn't knew that I knowed. So... I mean, Canis lupus and Canis lupus. There's Canis lupus familiaris and Canis lupus lupus. I don't want lupus lupus. It's, it's never lupus lupus. 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 <laughs> Damn it. So... I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what that means, but whatever. And so I get out of the subway, and I see Jenny across the street, and she is holding the biggest teddy bear you have ever seen in your entire life. This thing is as tall as she is. It's like just this enormous stuffed bear. (laughs) And so I'm like... I'm like across the street, I'm waiting for the light to change, and we make eye contact, and she points to the bear, and I just kind of like cock my head to the side, like rotating it around the way an owl might, (laughs) when it has seen something that it cannot process. Mm -hmm. And so, I go across the street, and I say, so, um... Where did this bear come from? And she's like, I found a bear! I'm like, you found a bear. 
Did... Did you pick this up off the street? And and she just sort of looks at me sheepishly. <laughs> because of course she picked it up off the street. Okay, Dave, judge not lest ye be judged, birthday boy. No, 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 no. Here's the key difference. Here's the key difference between... I'm David Bruno Brubman. I found a giant wooden giraffe on the street, and that's somehow different. That... Probably because it's made of wood. That is the key difference. You have you have pointed out the key difference. Key difference: wooden giraffe, yeah, stuffed plush bear. Now, which one of those do you think is more likely to sop up all the herpes on the street? I don't know. You don't know where that giraffe's been. I submit that it is the bear. Could have been fucking everybody. And she was like, "I carried this bear here from Union Square." All right, all right. Hold on. Who's more likely to, what's more likely to be covered in herpes? A children's toy or a giraffe, an art giraffe with a broken off nose. Yeah, but it's like carpeting. You know, it's like covered in, it's plush. It's like covered in hair. It just traps stuff in it. Well, I am never letting you near any pet that I will have in the future for fear that you will rub your genitals on it. I am not going to rub my genitals all over your pets. I don't even know why I have to say this. Listen, that bear had diseases, and I know it had diseases. So did you throw it out just like when Jenny wasn't looking, just like she threw out your pasta salad when you weren't looking? Oh, that would have been... mm, That would have been sweet, sweet revenge, but no. I didn't. What happened? What happened to the bear? What happened to the bear was, she said, I carried this all the way here from Union Square, and I don't know why. (laughs) And I'm like, well, it is a very large bear. And she's like, now I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to carry it anymore. You mean she couldn't bear the weight? She couldn't bear. It was heavy. It was giant. It was was heavy. It was a giant stuffed bear. You could crawl into this bear and live in there. Except you wouldn't want to because you'd get herpes. (laughs) So. Burpees. So, yes, burpees. So, Jenny had a deep moment of inner turmoil where she was like, what am I going to do with this bear? And then she grabbed my hand and dumped the bear on the corner and marched us off across the street in the other direction. So that's the story of Jenny's bear discovery. What have you been up to? Uh, I just began a lunch exchange program with my friends and neighbors, Clint and Julia. What does that mean? That means that Clint and I both work from home and our girlfriends, respectively, work at, you know, jobs outside of the home. And so Clint and I do most of the cooking for our households. Okay. So... Um, each, each of us are doing like more stringent meal planning in an effort to just maintain a healthy diet and make sure we're eating enough vegetables. And so as a kind of accountability mechanism, we are now making lunch for each other. So this week, uh, Clint and Julia made like chicken with mole and brown rice and a little salad. And I made mapo tofu and rice. Uh, with like a bunch of spinach melted into it, which I'd never done before, which is delicious. Damn. So you have a lunch exchange. So you, so like, what happens? 
if, like, do you plan this in advance or is it a surprise? Or I'll be like, here's what I'm gonna make this week. Does this sound good? And he'll be like, sure. I don't know what I'm making yet, but okay. Hmm. Because I. Are you worried? It, are you, if are it you were, imagining? If it were secret, I could see you very easily, like, I'm going to coin the phrase right now lunch bombing. Yeah, I could very easily see you lunch bombing somebody. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, okay. Uh, like photobombing, but with lunch. Right. I, I don't I don't understand how that works. Okay, so in a photobomb, you you insert something that somebody does not want into their picture or photograph. Sure. In a lunch bomb, you insert something that somebody does not want into their lunch. No, no, no. I would check to make sure before like we make a thing. Like, oh, you guys don't have any. You're not allergic. To yeah, or like if somebody has an it. allergy. Then it then it goes from lunch bomb to just murder, just murdering. So so no, obviously murder like lunch. I know what things they don't like, you know. Uh, and Julia doesn't like it super spicy, so I dialed back the spice significantly on the mapo tofu. Okay, so you're you're a good lunch exchange friend. Yeah, you are not enacting devious lunches. Why would I want to do that? I want to continue to get tasty lunches from Clint and Julia. Well, I don't know. Maybe they threw out your pasta salad or something and you need revenge. <laughs> I said this was over, but oh, now that you've brought it up again, I'm never going to let it go. No, you'll never let it go. Do you hear that, Jenny? <laughs> she doesn't hear that. No. She'll, she'll never know. Okay, Dave. Are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday? Let's do that. Okay. Before we do, I gotta go over the rules. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of that thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game, and we all get to live for another week. And rule number five. Everybody do the boogie. Everybody do the shoogie. Everybody do the boogie. Shoop boop badoo. Are you ready? I am ready. Then you may ask your first question. Oh my goodness, David! Is it pants? Uh, it is not pants, my friend. Uh, is it fabric of any sort? <laughs> no. What? Is it made of fabric? Uh, no. Does it wear fabric? Yeah, presumably, yeah. Um, now I'm stumped. <laughs> what wears fabric? All right, so it's definitely a dog in a sweater. <laughs> God damn it, David. Right? You didn't say no. 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 Okay, fine. Uh, is it a person? Yes. Okay. Is this person currently among the living? No, indeed. Hmm. Has this person died? Uh, presumably, yes. I mean, yes. Has this person died of bear herpes? <laughs> no, this person has not died of burpees. Um, okay, so is this somebody who who is a historical figure? Yeah, qualified, yes. Qualified, yes, in that they are not a recorded historical figure? Y yes. It's somebody who lived in the past. Yes. But it's but. not somebody who I could look up on Wikipedia. Correct, because? Because you made him up. 
Yes. Do they wear pants? Yes, this person does wear pants. Okay, so it's definitely somebody from after... Well, wait. When were the earliest pants? I'm not going to tell you. No, they found these. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I read about oh, this. All right. They found the earliest, earliest pair of pants. I think they were... I think they were Neolithic pants. Trousers first, according to Wikipedia. First, oh no, sci- uh, science news. First pants worn by horse riders 3,000 years ago. Oldest known trousers originated in Central Asia. Okay, so much later than Neolithic. Definitely somebody who lived within the past 3,000 years because pants. Correct. Okay, I've seen a picture of these pants, by the way. I just looked it up. They're pretty neat looking. Yeah, they're like really nice pants. I just want to point this out. The first pants, the first known pants, mm-hmm. like we we had it figured out pretty well pretty early on. Buttons though, apparently nobody could figure out buttons for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like people kept trying to make buttons work and they just wouldn't stay in the buttonholes. Like for several hundred years, buttons were just shitty. Uh, this has been Sartorial Facts with Do-do-do-do. David and David. Thank you. Okay, so uh, this is a person who lived sometime within the past 3,000 years. Yes, very well deduced, David. Okay, good. I'm getting somewhere. They wore pants. Yes, they wore pants made out of fabric. And, okay. Well, as opposed to, like, leather pants. Right. Hot pants. It's not James Brown. Okay. Is this somebody uh, who, um, let's, let's see, how do, I, how do I narrow down the historical time period? Is this somebody from the Common Era? Yes. Somebody who lived within the past century? No. Mm. Somebody from earlier, some, somebody who lived before the 20th century. Correct. Somebody who lived in medieval times. No. Somebody who lived in medieval times. The restaurant. <laughs> also no. You know, there's people living in there. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. There's a whole... You mean the wenches? There's, and there's the a whole secret community of drifters that live underneath the stands. They believe that they are truly in medieval times. When everybody goes home, they come out. Their king is a severe man, but fair. He dons the paper crown, and his word is law. They eat not but the leg of turkey and the goblet of Pepsi-Cola. Precisely. For the kingdom could not secure a contract with Coke. I went to medieval times only once as a kid. And I never went back. Not because it was clearly an ahistorical shit show, but because it really grossed me out how foamy the horses were when they ran. Foamy? Yes! Like, I'm trying to eat my dumb fried chicken with my hands because you don't have utensils, but you get get Pepsi. Tis for the trencherman, my goodman, my goodman Dave. Exactly. So I'm trying to eat... and such. I'm trying to shove chicken into my face with my hands. And there's all these horses running around with like these gross long streams of spittle flying from their jowls. 
It really grossed me out. Yeah. I was not into it. I never went back there. So, it's somebody from uh, who lived later than the medieval era? Yes. Mm, okay. Later than medieval, earlier than the 20th century. Correct. Are we talking like enlightenment? We certainly could be talking enlightenment period. Okay. Somebody... This person could have existed in a range of years. Hmm. Okay. Renaissance? Broadly, perhaps. I yeah. mean, I'm only naming European historical periods. This is this is clearly a, a historical fallacy on my part. Is this person somebody who would have lived on the European top, continent? Mostly not, I'd say. It depends on for how long. Okay. Uh, so this is somebody, uh, who mostly lived in Asia? No. Who mostly lived in Africa? No. The Middle East? Nope. North America? Parts of it? Mm-hmm. Parts of it. Mm-hmm. South America? Parts of it. Okay. So... But really thinking about this as, like, what continent is this person on is just going to drive you nuts. Okay, so the the geography of it is irrelevant? The geography of it is very important. Or just confusing. By, by thinking about it in terms of continents, you will, you will confuse yourself. Okay, so it's kind of Renaissance, kind of Enlightenment, so we're talking, like, somewhere between the 1500s and the... 1600s? Like 1500 to 1700. Is it in there? Yeah, it's in there. It's broader than that. Let's say it's 1500 to like 1820. The Age of Exploration. Yes, absolutely. It is part of the Age of Exploration. I would even go even more specific with that. The Age of Sail. Yes, the Great Age of Sail. Hmm. Okay. Is this person a is this person a sailor? Yes. Is this person a pirate? Yes. Hmm. Okay. So we're talking about a pirate. Mm-hmm. This pirate sailing all over the place. That's why continents are confusing because right. this pirate is going around. North and South America, up and down the coasts and around the Caribbean and off the coasts of Europe and in the Mediterranean exactly. and shooting cannons at everybody. Like, they could be from England, they could be from the American colonies, it doesn't matter. Okay. What you need to figure out is wh what this pirate's deal is, what his appearance is like, and what his name is. And his name is based on his appearance uh partially partially uh is is speaking of partially uh is he partial which is to say is this pirate missing limbs of any sort uh no he's not okay so no peg legs no hook hands no eye patches no, no. peg patches no hook legs mm-hmm Okay. <laughs> no eye hooks. No eye hooks. No peg feet. Which is actually the real thing. 
So what's an eye hook? So it's like a hook, and then it has a round part at the top. Oh, oh, oh! Like a clasp. Yeah, eye hook. So this pirate wants something. Oh yes. But it's not something that a pirate normally wants, like treasure. Uh, no. He wants something else. Is he robbing people for the thing that he wants? Sure. Is he like going around boarding ships and forcibly taking this thing? Yes, but he doesn't take gold or silver. Right. Or if he does, he lets the rest of the crew have it. He's only after one thing. Mm. Uh, is this pirate the captain of the ship? He is. Okay. So this this is a this is a menacing pirate captain. Is this pirate menacing? Exceedingly. Mm. Is his beard on fire? Uh, it is not. Okay. I think we we may have established in a previous episode that that is the the primary means of menace for a pirate. I'm not going to say ignore the beard. Okay. I'm not going to ignore the beard. Okay. I'm just going to imagine the beard as fully intact and not engulfed in flames. Not engulfed in flames. I'm still going to try to figure out what this pirate wants. Does he want Mm -hmm. something that you can, uh, does he want like a consumable of some sort? Yes. Like something you can eat? Uh, I get, you cannot eat it. Cannot eat it, but it's it's something you can consume in some yes. way. It's like a yes. good. It, yes. Uh, you can't eat it. Do you rub it on yourself? You do not. Is it something that is a current, would I, would I like find it in a, is it a household object? I hope to God not. Okay. <laughs> hmm. So it's not something that in the present day is a household object. Mm -mm. Is it dangerous? Yes. Uh, Will it kill you? Yeah. If you ate it, would it kill you? Probably. Hmm. So it's poisonous? Not per se, no. Okay. Um, Is it a man-made commodity? Yes, it is a man-made product. Uh, is it something that is still being made? Is it something we still use? It is something that is still being made and used, yes. Uh, is the use now the same as the use that the pirate would be using it for? Yes. Okay. It may even be an anachronistic usage. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, you know, batteries. <laughs> no. It's not that anachronistic. No, it's not that anachronistic. Okay. Um, but it's kind of... Is it a chemical? It is a chemical. So it, it is a chemical, probably toxic. It's not that it's toxic. It's that it's very dangerous. I mean, it's it's not like gunpowder or something, is it? Mm-mm. Is it dangerous because it is volatile? No, it it is not explosive. It cannot be set on fire. Okay. I just really want something to get set on fire. Beards, commodities, like whatever, whatever I can, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna milk this scenario. Something's gonna get set on fire. Is this something that's used in, um, let's say, a specific industry? Uh, yes. Is it something you can just pull out of the earth, or it does does it have to be processed? Is there? It must be processed. Okay, so there's some sort of like industrial process that you have to do to get this. Like you have to combine stuff or refine something. Correct. You have to refine something in order to produce this. Okay. And I guess you could you could eat it. You could eat it and live. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't want to eat it. Like, eating it would be dumb. 
I don't want to give too much away, because there is a scenario in which eating it would maybe not be dumb. Huh. Depleted charcoal. Nope. <laughs> is it something that's particularly valuable? Yeah. Okay. Not just to this pirate. No, but it is especially valuable to this pirate. Right. He really wants this. And it's something that you would find on a, a sailing ship in, you know, let's say the 16th century. Almost certainly not. Oh, okay. So wait, he's not boarding other ships to get this? He is because it's anachronistic and it's funny. Oh, okay. So historically, you wouldn't have found this on a ship, but in this scenario, it's on all the ships. You would have found a historical predecessor to this product on some of those ships, especially depending on the area in which they operated. Hmm. Let's see. In fact, now now that I think about it, I'm changing the location of where the pirate is. Okay. A- and that will help me somehow? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's see. Is, um, is the thing used in manufacturing? No. So if you were going to buy it in a store today, could you do that? You, could... you absolutely could not. Oh, okay. You could not buy it in a store. Absolutely not. Huh. Is it because it's like a restricted substance? It is a restricted substance. Wait, is it drugs? It's drugs. Oh. Wait, wait. Is it meth? It's not meth. Is this a crystal meth pirate? No, it's not a crystal meth pirate. It's... So where where is he now that he's not in the Caribbean? Well, let's see. Okay. He, he's interested in drugs, <laughs> and he's not in the Caribbean, and it's a drug Correct. that could have existed. Mm-hmm. Sometime vaguely around in in the actual historical time period in which there were, you know, like arg type pirates. Right. Is he somewhere near China because it's opium? Yes, he is in the South China Sea. He's in the South China Sea. That's where he is now because it's opium related. It's opium related, but it's not opium. Is it heroin? It's heroin. (laughs) Wait, is this pirate addicted to heroin? I'm afraid so, Dave. Oh, no. This is kind of fucked up. Yup. Okay, so we got a pirate who's addicted to heroin going around, boarding all the boats, Uh setting them on fire, stealing all the heroin. Yup. And... His name is... Yes? Heroin Beard, the pirate. <laughs> no, no, so close. His name is Poppy Beard, the pirate. No, you're you're circling around it. His name like, is... Like the headless... Opium Beard, the pirate. The headless body pirate. of Edward Teach uh, circling the, the ship Revenge after uh, Lieutenant Maynard cut off his head in like 1671 or whatever it was that he died. His name is Skaggsbeard the Pirate. Nope. Oh, so close. Uh, Blackbeard died in 1718. I was wrong. Beard the Pirate. <laughs> what is the deal with his beard? What does he do with his beard? I mean, it's clearly full of heroin. <laughs> heroin what? Um, Tar? No. What makes him so fearsome? Makes him so fearsome? Yeah. His... His... Beard is he's woven. He's done that um, that flower beard thing. 
Yes, he's plated his beard in some way. Where, okay, have you seen this? There's definitely a blog dedicated to this. No. Hipster dudes with tremendous beards, like, you know, what, what you might refer to as a lumbersexual. Okay. Manly hipster dudes with fabulous flowing beards, and they have woven uh, very specific, elaborate patterns of flowers into their beards. <laughs> it's not that. Hold on, I'm sending this to you. Fuck yeah, flower beards. Tumblr, what is this? It is exactly what it says on the tin. It's just a bunch of lumbersexuals with, like, baby's breath braided into their hair. Oh, that one's blinking. Ah, ah, that's like a gif. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, see, I told you. I told you that's what it was. Okay, so he hasn't woven a whole bunch of heroin poppies into his beard. He has not. Wait, oh no. Yes, Dave. David, does he have a beard made out of syringes? Yes, Dave, he has woven syringes into his hair. Oh no! He has woven heroin needles Meaning into his beard. He's needle beard the pirate? Mm-mm. Syringe beard the pirate. Not even. What is a what is another colloquial demotic name for heroin? Uh smack beard the pirate. Smackbeard the pirate. So, Dave, what in heaven's name was I thinking of? I think, I think you were thinking of a Dave Chappelle sketch. (laughs) That seems like something that Dave Chappelle would write. Thank you. That that means a lot to me. You are thinking, David, of Mm. a fearsome pirate, Smackbeard the pirate. True. Who desires only heroin and captains a ship, the SS Black Tar, <laughs> which he sails around the South China Sea, uh, fueling his addiction by boarding all the other ships and stealing all of their heroin. Dave? You are correct. Oh my god. Let us, let's set sail and head over to the Scoratorium. And here we are at the Scoratorium, me boy. Yar. Say ahoy to the Scoratorium. It is a fearsome sight. And say ahoy to your score. There we go. All right, Dave. You got this 20 questions Tuesday answer in... Yaw. Just eight questions. Oh, hey, that was pretty good. Very skillfully done, my friend. See, I knew leading off with was it pants would work. You heard it here first, folks. Always lead off with pants. Listen, I've I have just upended the traditional twenty questions wisdom. This is like mm-hmm. this is like finding a new opening move in chess. I have supplanted Is it bigger than a bread box? And that's a new and exciting way to play 20 Questions Tuesday. If you like the show, please rate or review us on iTunes. Just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes Star and leave us some stars. I guess I have to do a pirate voice now, too. Yeah, you do. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday and follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTuesday. 
And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by the late, great Billy Muir, licensed through an arrangement with his estate. Check out the music of his extremely talented granddaughter, Emily, at emilymuir.com. You can buy her most recent album, Odyssey, at her Bandcamp page, emilymuir.bandcamp.com. That's Muir, as in M-U-R-E. Up next, Harmonized Yelling. <laughs> I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Good night!